Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine there is. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1. O-U-T-D-O-O-R and the number one. Lastly, many outdoorsmen are trying to quit tobacco altogether and Fully Loaded Chew may be that first step. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. Welcome to the Backcountry Rookies podcast, Stories from the Season Series. As the hunting season progresses, I like to bring on some of my friends and former guests or just people with great hunting adventures to share their story. This year, we teamed up with the Western Hunter Magazine to bring you the stories from the season series. Western Hunter Magazine has established itself as a valuable and reliable resource for its readers, with in-depth and thoughtful articles covering the latest in Western hunting news, tactics, gear, and of course, great hunting stories. The bi-monthly magazine is aimed to educate and connect with those who share a passion for hunting Western big game. From rookies, Hunting the West to seasoned veterans, Western Hunter Magazine works hard to ensure that every issue has something for everyone. Get the magazine for as little as $20. Check out their subscription offerings on the website at westernhunter.net or in the link in the podcast description. I hope you enjoy. Let's get right into one of these great stories. Hey, welcome back to the Backcountry Rookies podcast. This week... I've got my good friend Jeremy Scoggin on, and we are going to talk about Jeremy's elk hunt, which is really cool. We're actually sitting here at deer camp, and we're about to talk about elk camp. We've got the campfire burning. It's one of those kind of nights. Should be pretty pretty cool. Anyway, Jeremy just got back. He had a really cool cow hunt. Him and his family had three cow tags in, in Arizona, and I'm going to let him tell a story quick word from the sponsors and then we'll be back with jeremy this podcast is sponsored by go hunt elk 101's university of elk hunting and vortex optics check out go hunt maps for all your scouting needs go hunt maps comes free with an insider account and offers amazing 3d maps on your desktop for e-scouting and the new mobile maps on your mobile device now you have all of the resources of insider filtering 2.0 strategy articles, draw odds, and more that you use for application season, and it's all paired with maps used for e-scouting and hunting. Insider is the all-inclusive tool for Western hunters. Use the promo code ROOKIES and get $50 in Go Hunt Gear Shop credit when you become an insider today. Elk 101's University of Elk Hunting. University of Elk Hunting provides you with immediate access to the most comprehensive and complete resource for increasing your elk hunting knowledge, confidence, and success. University of Elk Hunting now has all of those resources in the palm of your hand on a mobile app. Use the code ROOKIES and save $20 on your University of Elk Hunting membership today. Vortex Optics. Have you seen the new... Vortex Razor UHD 10x50s. If you haven't seen the 10x50s, I highly recommend checking them out, going to the local store, doing whatever you can and check them out. I was blown away at how bright those things were. 
I recently took them on a deer scouting slash bear hunting trip out here in New Mexico and was very, very surprised. I, the clarity of them was great. Edge-to-edge -edge clarity was great. And what I was really surprised with, I've never used a set of 10x50s, but what I was most surprised with was that brightness at low light. Just having that bigger objective lens draws in more light, makes them brighter, which means you can glass longer. Check out those Razor UHD 10x50s, and I would suggest check them out at the Go Hunt gear shop. So there you go. Go Hunt and Vortex Optics got together, got a pair of 10x50s. Check them out. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Again, yeah. you, you've been on before. You were on last year. Turkey hunt, right? Yeah, talk about our turkey tag. Talking about the turkey tag. So for the the listeners who don't know who Jeremy is, Jeremy is a good friend of mine who I met four or five years ago or something in Arizona. And uh, we've been, well, we started out as coos deer hunting buddies. And now we're, yep. we did turkey camp and now we're doing mule deer camp. And yeah, uh, it's kind of becoming a thing. Yeah, we're, we've been doing a bunch here lately. Yeah. <laughs> we joke today. Is, unfortunately, when we hunt together, there's not a lot of success. So I certainly that's on my end, no doubt in my mind. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a combination of yeah. both of us. But anyway, so we're not here to talk about deer and all that stuff, although that may be another night, depending on the outcome of this particular hunt. Uh, anyway, I wanted to hear about your cow elk hunt. Yeah. And so funny thing, Jeremy's been trying to spill the beans on this cow hunt cow elk hunt for like two days now since he got to camp and i keep telling him <laughs> to shut up because i i i don't like to get the full story before i record these stories from the season i think it's more fun to just let it roll and me kind of get excited about it and ask questions and not know the well i know the outcome but not know the, the story behind it yeah so anyway poor jeremy he keeps trying to tell stories and every, we're always like no 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 stop stop don't tell that story but every time we come around a corner i want to i want to tell you about this this Elk hunt I had, and you're well, like, nope, nope, can't do that yet. Well, t right now is the time, so <laughs> let her rip, dude. Let's All right. talk about it. Man, this is a it, it was a it was a fun hunt. This is uh, one of the best hunts I've been on. Um, wasn't a hard hunt. I mean, every time I every time I talk about a hunt, it's it was a hard hunt, and this one wasn't wasn't one of those hard hunts, and it was it was nice. Um, so it started out, um, me and my father put in on an application together um drew for elk in Arizona and we drew our fifth choice um cow tag um la rifle cow tag and last choice man and I got online and I saw that we had drawn and then I looked and my wife had drawn two elk and I was like oh crap like this is gonna be fun well she ended up drawing the same tag yeah on a different application and uh Pretty cool though. So we're all get the same hunt, same time, same everything. It's pretty nice. So it was a ten day hunt, rifle tag, like I said, and uh, we get out there. Well, so we we kind of got a little postponed. My dad was supposed to fly in um, the day before the hunt. Well, he got a little postponed, so he didn't fly in until like noon, opening day, and so we kind of hustled up and got out there that evening, set up camp. So that was a Friday, and so we get out there Saturday morning. We uh, kind of were just trying to figure out a game plan. Um, we get up early in the morning, and we're listening to bugles all night long. This is late September, early October, so 
we're uh we're listening to bugles all night long and i can't sleep man it's one of those nights where you're just listening to bulls bugling and you know they're gathering up cows and mm-hmm. so you just find the bulls and you can find the cows so we're listening listening all night long we get up in the morning and get out and we get on a little ridge it's this is uh it's like open juniper country, um, little rolling hills, grass flat, like grassland. And uh, we get out there, and my buddy Tanner's with us. He came out for that first opening weekend. And uh, we set up, and like 20 minutes, it's not even fully daylight out, and he's got a cow. So we chase after that cow. We just kind of hightailed it. We were kind of running and gunning, and we never saw her again. Well... We, actually me and my dad never even saw her and we're like well how far was she my my buddy's like like 450 yards or 450 500 yards and we're like well sh- we should have just shot her from there you know yeah if if she was there but we never saw her so we just kind of moseyed around and tried to figure out the unit a little bit and we uh got back to this knob that we had scouted a couple weeks earlier and we're sitting there and we make a make a Backcountry breakfast, right? Just eating, uh, eating biscuits and gravy, or mm. ooh, the jalapeno cheddar biscuits mm, and gravy. Yeah, that's what that's I had. The way to go, right there. I didn't even get to finish it though. Oh, halfway through that biscuits and gravy, about four hundred yards away, I see an elk, and uh, comes through, and I get my binos up on it, and it's a little bull, a little raghorn. We're like, well, hopefully she's got some cows with her, with him, and uh, nope, nothing, no cows with him. And uh, we saw one other elk in that valley. They were bugling pretty hard in that same valley. And we saw one other elk. I couldn't quite tell what he was or what it was. It was like a 1,000 yards away or so. So pretty good stretch and in some thicket. So we uh, we get out of there. and There's a long, deep canyon that we had found. The road goes into private. So we come down this road and come down like this long ridge line and uh we stop about halfway and we get out and we start glassing and we glass for i don't know an hour or two and uh not not seeing much and so we uh get back in the truck and we're going to move to this other side of this little valley and i moved the truck about 10 yards and stopped because i saw a stump in the bottom and when i stopped when i stopped my buddy in the back seat he's like what are you and I was like, what is he talking about? And I look over, and there's an elk standing on the hillside. <laughs> and he's like, there's a cow. Well, when I moved the truck forward, it pulled, like, this other ridge out of the view of this cow. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, it's a cow. So we bail out, right? Uh-huh. She's, like, 520 yards. And my dad lays down, and he's got a 300 Weatherby mag, man. And he lays down, or he sits down. And uh, I got my binos up on my tripod, and that was the best feeling. I'm, I was shaking like a leaf, man. My adrenaline was pumping. I'm not even the shooter. It's my dad. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, Dad, whenever you're ready, 530 yards, he dials his scope. Boom. And I got to watch the, the vapor trail in my binos. Just rise up there, man. Comes down. Smacks her perfect right behind the shoulder. And uh, she, like, kind of rears up and does that, like, I don't know, what kind, kind of spin. And she's down. Yeah doesn't go anywhere just like that yep that was it day two no that's not even the rest of that one so okay so we get over there and uh we get over to her and it's i don't know probably five o'clock at night and uh so getting dark and as we're standing there bullshitting like 
congratulating each other on on like on the kill and uh we look up and three heads come three elk heads come over the ridge and so i left my truck or my uh gun back at my truck because I, I was like i'm not gonna pack that all the way over there and uh i grabbed my dad's gun and i was like oh i'm gonna get on it well my buddy's like it's a collared cow and i was like oh man like i don't know like I know it's fine to shoot the collar cows. You just turn the collar back in or whatever. But I don't know. There was something weird about that moment. And I just kind of hesitated. And Yeah. They well, took you got off. one laying on the ground. You're probably kind of thinking about getting that one <laughs> dealt and with. And that's it, right? And it's getting dark. And yeah. dump another one. And you got two out trying to get out in the same evening. But So I go over the hill. There's a big old six by six, like 25 yards on the other side of the hill. I busted him out. and So we found the herd, right? The big herd. So day two, we uh, we really didn't do much. We like we got up a little bit later. That getting that elk out that night took us a little bit longer than we wanted to. So kind of slept in the next morning and took a little breather. And we got out there. We went on that same draw. We like this was probably eleven o'clock noon. We go down that same draw and there's a guy on that same hillside that my dad shot his cow on. And he just killed another cow on that same hill. We're like, well, this is where they're hanging out. Yeah. So we're going to come back here. And we uh, kind of putted around for that evening. And next morning we get up. And I'm like, Dad, I want to go right back to that same spot. So we get up and we get back right to that same spot where we were glassing for his elk. And my dad's uh my dad's gathering toilet paper up, right? Yeah. About to go take his morning That's morning a, leave. Yeah, yeah. Read the paper. And uh I had just gotten my my binos on my tripod. He starts walking off and he goes behind a tree and I was like, "Dad, you, are you sure you want to go right now?" And he like turns around and he's like, "Why?" I was like, "I got a cow." <laughs> uh so this was like, I don't know, man, like 6:30 in the morning. Day, like daylight barely broke and uh, Ranger, she's like 6.30. I was like, well, I can get closer than that, so I'm going to. So we sneak down this ridge towards her, and about 420 yards, I lay down over my backpack. My 7 mag, It's my that's my go-to gun. And uh, 420-ish yards, and one shot, man. And she just whirled around and went about 10 yards and piled up. And uh, Dang, dude. So knocking them down quick. Yeah, man. I was, I almost, I was almost like, I, I kind of don't want to shoot this cow because I don't want the work involved, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay. So we get over there, we get her taken care of. And my wife's still at home. She went to like California the opening weekend because we didn't think that was going to happen that quickly. Mm -hmm. And so we spend a couple days around camp and clean elk and, get them all quartered up and cleaned up and get ice chests because we only took six. We needed more than that. Yeah. So we had to go into town, buy some more ice chests. And then uh, I drove all the way back down to uh, southern Arizona. We're up in, like, eastern Arizona. Um, I had to drive down to southern Arizona and pick up my wife and picked her up. We left. Came back up. We were leaving at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock or no, we left at like 10 o'clock. So we got there. We were pulling in about 4, 4.30. And we're pulling in and the road that we're coming in on is the boundary for our unit. Well, there's elk on the on the non-unit side. Yeah, right? of course. 
but they're about to cross the road. And so I was like, all right, this is going to happen. So we just went to camp and I was like, okay, we're going to come back on this little ridge right next. Cause we're like a mile from camp at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we get back up on this little ridge and I was like, yeah, let's just wait for these elk to come, come across the, uh, come across the road. And, uh, we're sitting there and I'm making sure her tags are ready to go or license and stuff. And we're watching those elk and they're not coming across. And I've got my binos and my wife's like, Hey, let me borrow your binos. And I was like, all right, whatever. Hand them to her. And she's looking out her window and she's like, I got elk. I was like, D- like on the legal different side, elk, your unit. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, over here in this canyon. I was like, well, those are legal. I was like, okay. So we're like, oh, man, that's like 800 yards, 1,000 yards maybe. So let's just walk straight at them, right? We get down there, and first time I get a range, it's like 800 yards. We've been walking for probably half a mile. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, big old 6x6 six six bull in this herd, and we get down there, and we uh, we get about 400 yards, and they go behind some trees, and so we're like, "Now nah, we can get closer, right? So we uh, sneak behind some trees and get up, and I peek out, and about 250, they're about 250 yards, and I was like, that's that's money. My wife my wife has killed a deer at 430 yards before, mm-hmm. like perfect shot on a coos deer. So, I mean, she can definitely do that. So I was like, all right, set her up. I got a tripod with a gun clamp on the top, and mm-hmm. she sits down, and they're all filtered in this little meadow feeding and big big cow turned sideways and i was like the one in the back she's like i got her and i was like let her have it boom well i uh i heard the the uh the report of the rifle and i was like well you definitely hit her and so they're they're running like to our left and they uh kind of run up they're running out into like the bigger meadow so they don't want to do that. They want to go back in the tree line. So they kind of whirl around. And as they're coming back across, I can hear like coughing, right? Mm-hmm. So I put my binos up and the lead, like the cow that's in the lead on this time, she's blowing blood out of her, out of her throat. And mm-hmm. my wife hit her kind of forward. And, and so I was like, hit her again. So my wife racks another round and she's kind of trotting at this point. So she gives it to her again. And whop like big whop that time and i was like all right she's she's hit she's hit hard well i made a mistake on this one i uh told my dad as soon as you hear gunshots come get us mm-hmm. well that's a bad thing to say right because <laughs> as soon as my dad heard gunshots he's coming to get us yeah well we never saw that cow go down so i was i was worried right and uh you thinking he was gonna push her yeah yeah Yep, exactly. And uh, so I trying to, like, I get up, and as my dad's, like, coming around the corner, I'm trying to get eyes on this cow so we can either get another round in there or make sure she's dead, right? And uh, never see her. So they get, my dad gets to us, and he's got our son. We brought our son back up. He's five. And uh, so he was there for that, got to watch from afar, but mm-hmm. he got to watch. And I uh, So my dad gets there, and we start. We find the blood in the meadow, and we go up, and maybe 40 yards out of the meadow, she had just stood there and just, it looked like lung blood, you know, that really Mm -hmm. light-colored blood, and uh, it was just all over the ground, big puddles. It was probably a half a gallon of blood right here, and we're like, all right, like, that's, she's done, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Well, my dad had pushed her, though, because that we found that spot. Well, from that spot, in the next 200 yards, we found two specks of blood. Oh, my gosh. Two. It was it was crazy. Well, that night, we're, we're like, well, let her lay. It was getting down in the 30s at night, so we're like, let's let her lay. We'll come back in the morning when we can see. So one of those sleepless nights, you know. Mm-hmm. Get back to camp. We go to bed. My, first, my wife's first night in camp. Um, we spend that night and we get up super early the next morning, get out there and follow the blood. Still no blood. Um, we found one other bed where she bedded down and like left a little bit of blood on a leaf. And, uh, so we're like, all right, like we'll just follow. Well, it had been raining for like four days straight. Like it was just not heavy rain, but just enough rain to be smooth out the ground. Well, me and my son, we're going, and we start following tracks, right? Just seeing if we can find her off the tracks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a call from my dad. I found her. My dad just had this intuition, man, found this one set of tracks. Because there was still quite a bit of tracks on this hill. Mm-hmm. He found this one set of tracks and walked it for, like, probably three-quarters of a mile. Oh, wow. And uh, found her. Wow. Just one set of tracks, man. I don't know... He's like, my dad was like, my dad always. He's a bloodhound. That's yeah, he, is. <laughs> he he really is, man. Yeah. He's like, my grandpa, like my grandpa always told my dad, apparently, a wounded cow, they always go downhill and go to water. And my dad was like, I knew there was some water over there. And he, she was going downhill. And I was like, she wouldn't go uphill, nothing. She was just going constantly downhill. So, hmm. yeah, man, that was whirlwind of a hunt. I mean. Three elk down, and how many days did it take you guys? So you didn't hunt the whole ten days, right? No, yeah, man, okay. we hunted four days. Wow, three days, three days. Wow, wow, I think that's super cool that people. You don't ever people don't ever like glorify the cow elk hunt, you know? No, yeah, you, you never yeah, hear definitely. about it because it's not the big bull that's Instagram famous yep, or yep. whatever. And I think it's awesome to hunt them. I've got a cow tag here in a couple of weeks, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, man, I love, I love cow tags because I, uh, I'm a coos deer hunter, right? Mm-hmm. I I like finding those coos deer, and uh, for me, that's I'll find I'll try to find a big coos deer, right? But on an elk, I just elk's a lot of meat, man. I I just want to go I want to go fill my freezer, right? Yeah. And, uh, that we did. <laughs> we we <laughs> yeah. we filled more than one freezer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it took us three days of cutting to get her like all three of those elk. Did you debone it or anything out there, or you just left mm-hmm. it on the on the bone and brought it back? So we quartered it um, out there, and then we bought like huge hundred and fifty quart ice chests, just mm-hmm. cheap Coleman ones. But we uh, threw those in the ice chest and and took it and brought it back home, and then did all that in the in the garage. And well, you're probably gonna eat elk meat for the rest of the at least the next year. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I raise I raise hogs too, and we have we have a hog that's going to come butchering butchering time in about a month. So I'm trying to give away some elk meat too. So <laughs> yeah. well, I told you I'm happy to take some off your hands. That's yeah, for sure. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool, man. So what was your what's probably your favorite couple of moments on that hunt? Oh, it, so we were kind of talking about this earlier, but mm-hmm. I'm a I, I like taking people. Like I'm more of a guide. It wasn't even like me shooting my cow. It was, it was being there with my dad. Shot his first elk, and 
It's probably been 20 years. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, 20 years probably. Since my dad killed a cow or killed an elk at all. Watched my wife kill her first elk. I was more adrenaline pumped for those than I was my own, right? Yeah, those are two pretty big moments, man. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. It was great. I loved that I got to share that. and <laughs> I, I left this part out, but my uh, when we got my dad's elk down... We, uh, me and my buddy Tanner split that elk and carried it out. He carried out a front shoulder, a hind shoulder, or a front shoulder, a hind quarter, and then, like, all the grind meat. It's probably mm-hmm. about 50, 60 pounds of grind meat total because we did everything. We deboned the ribs, everything. And, wow. And then I took the other front shoulder, rear, sho- rear quarter, and then the back straps, tenderloins, and the heart. And that was – we didn't have very far to go. It was probably, like – Mm, 600 yards 700 yards but did you eat the heart yet man, not yet we haven't done it so yet. we are gonna do a tongue taco um a tongue and heart no a heart and tongue taco meal one of these days yeah oh and, man uh, that'll be good yeah yeah i'm uh we're really looking forward to that we uh my dad killed a coos deer last year and we still have the heart from that so we're gonna oh my gosh you guys are gonna have plenty yeah yep it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big powwow. So how so? How did your son react to it? Oh, he was so excited. Yeah. When we finally found that cow, he was. I mean, he he was a little shy, right? But he was he was pretty excited. Well, he's probably seen your coos deer and stuff, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Not a big elk land there. Yeah. Well, that's the first elk that he's seen. Well, that's the first elk he's seen dead. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing else was like coos deer, and he saw my mountain lion when he was tiny baby but that's about it hmm. but that was another big moment having my son there on that first it was his first like successful hunt right so yeah pretty fun stuff that's cool dude you spend a lot of time hunting with family i i think that's great man that your wife hunts with you too i think that's really cool yeah i mean she's definitely not she's definitely not one of those like hardcore like i want to do it all kind of yeah kind of hunters but she's She's present, she's willing, and she, she likes it. So, I mean, yeah. hunting is also my getaway too, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's my getaway from life. and Not life, I mean, it's my getaway. And so, it's my time to be alone. And she understands that. She has her own stuff. And, yeah. But we do we do it together sometimes, and it's, it's kind of fun. Definitely really fun. Very cool, dude. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing your story. I, <laughs> it has been hard to keep that under wraps these it, last couple of days. You're you're not lying. It's man. been you're funny because every, every literally like Jared, like we said in the beginning, every time we turn a corner, he'll be like, "Oh man, this reminds me of that elk hunt." So, yeah, know. I wanted to say something about like, oh, game bags or or this or that or yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. Well, we got it's it recorded. Hard. Now we can talk about it all you want. Okay. Every time we turn a corner, Deal. you can tell me another elk story if you want to. Oh, man, you're going to be so tired of this by the time <laughs> we leave here. I doubt it. I doubt it. I love hearing <laughs> hunting stories. So, so anyway, to the listeners out there, wish us luck. We've still got this deer tag that we're going to try to fill right now. And then Jeremy's off. Well, you'll be off and back on a coos deer hunt before this releases. But yeah, uh, good luck on that, man. Yeah. So That's not your tag, though, right? You're helping no, a friend. No. Yep, yeah, helping a friend. Yep. Well, I uh, I love coos deer hunting. I don't even have a tag for myself this year, so I'm just just going with friends. I got January. We'll be out in January. Yeah. Yep. I've got three rifle coos deer tags I'm going to help on, and then um, our January coos deer tag, and 
southern Arizona. So yeah, hopefully we kill some some decent ones down there. So I'm sure we'll put the time and effort in. Yeah, hopefully. we'll get it done. But anyway, thank you, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, of course. Do you want to leave uh, your Instagram stuff? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, Instagram is at JW Scoggin. Not very active on that, but yeah, you can follow me. If you have any questions or whatever, always feel free to answer them. Best to, best I can anyway. Yeah, so I'll put that out there too. Jeremy is a really, really good resource for coos deer. So he is an awesome coos deer hunter for sure. And an awesome person to talk to about glassing techniques. I, I don't know how he does it, man. I, I've said it before. I seriously don't know how he glasses up some of these deer that he sees. He's been finding some little does out here at long ranges on this hunt. So tomorrow he's going to find me a big old buck. That's that's the plan. That's why he brought me out here, right? That's exactly <laughs> why. So we're going to find a buck, and we're going to go hammer that thing and hopefully record another podcast about it. Yeah, let's do it. If you don't hear a podcast about it, probably didn't go so well. (laughs) Anyway, so, all right, dude. Thank you very much for coming on, man. Yeah, We'll we'll wrap it up right there. Thank you for listening to the Backcountry Rookies podcast. Don't forget to look us up on social media. We are Backcountry Rookies on all the spots, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And we also have the Backcountry Rookies Nation, which is a private group on Facebook. Well, thanks to Go Hunt, Elk 101, Vortex Optics, and Canyon Coolers for sponsoring the show. Remember, when you use the code ROOKIES, you get special deals at all of those companies. You get $50 in gear shop credit when you become a Go Hunt Insider. You save 20 bucks on the University of Elk Hunting from Elk 101, 20% off any Vortex apparel. And now you can save 10% off Canyon Coolers. Use the code rookies at any of those places and get special deals. Thanks for listening. Come back next week. Out of here.